This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, uh, let's talk some football. And uh, I've got to say, last night I watched a lot of... The, this is the original rivalry, isn't it? It was a cracker of a game and it's produced over the years. It was uh, Melbourne victory against Adelaide. Adelaide winners 3-0. Adam Kwasnick joins us, Mariners legend. Quas, good morning, mate. Did you catch that game? And over the years, it's always delivered. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, happy to be on again. It's been a while, so, um, yeah, happy to be back <laughs> on again. But uh, <laughs> the original rivalry, what a, you know, what a game that was. The atmosphere uh, at Cooper Stadium was outstanding, and um, it did deliver, especially for Adelaide United fans. Um, Melbourne victory, I thought, we were a bit off last night, um, and, and, then, and they, got, they got hammered in the end. Uh, but just a fantastic spectacle, and, um, yeah, it was deserved winners to Adelaide United. Yeah, look, uh, we, we probably should address the elephant in the room. Like, is Brad Porter now known to you as White Hand? <laughs> Mate, no, look, I think Brad's got a lot to offer, but I'm just a little bit sour about the whole process of how it went. There was no communication with my people whatsoever. They've just, you've just gone and contacted him, and to be fair, he's done an amazing job, apart from a few segments you guys have done, but... Um, yeah, no, very happy to be back on and, uh, yeah, happy to deliver a football program uh, in a proper way this morning. Uh, I tell you, he is full of self-confidence, Brad Porter. Like, uh, <laughs> he is, uh, I don't, he's the real uh, deal. <laughs> I don't know whether it's tickets on himself, but, yeah, he does rate himself. <laughs> uh, he's, he speaks a lot of sense, Brad. He's uh, very, very good at what he does, that's for sure. Hey, uh, last night, the first goal, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Uh, and it was Ibasuki who scored in the 37th minute. It's just what the game needed at that time. But some of the delivery from wide areas from Adelaide and Goodwin, you know, he scored a penalty. But his delivery, I think it was for Warland in stoppage time. That's what we want to see at the World Cup. I mean, that was world-class delivery. Do you agree? Absolutely, and and Goodwin in the first half, Steve, he was on the opposite side, so he had to cut back onto his left foot, which, you know, he's not on his natural side, but, um, yeah, the, the delivery from him and, and Halloran and the likes was, you know, outstanding last night, and the first goal from Ibasuki was uh, world-class. Um, Diagostino scored one first game of the season, um, not, not you know, not too dissimilar to the Ibasuki goal last night, um, just a fantastic header. Uh, but it all comes from the delivery. It had everything on it, and uh, Ibasuki made the most of it and put it up in the top corner. Yeah, I think Kiddo was the player that put the cross in, and he got player of the match last night. Uh, let's talk about the Mariners, because I caught up with Nick Montgomery yesterday, and really it's one of the greatest weeks in the history of the club with the players announced in the World Cup squad. Yeah, just fantastic. Three players. Um, you know, on the biggest stage in, in, in world football. Just fantastic to see. And credit to all three players, um, you know, Garang, Danny, and obviously Jason. They've, uh, they've done the business, obviously, you know, over the years, but, you know, more so for the Mariners in the first half of the, or first little bit of this season. They've, um, they've stood up when they needed to to help their team, and, and it's warranted World Cup selection. And uh, can't wait to see them on the world's biggest stage. 
Yeah, go, Adam. Gary Birkinshaw here. Mate, I think it speaks a lot about the Mariners' culture when I think Nick Montgomery said during the week that when Garan got named in the Socceroos squad, it was like his own son had been selected in the in the team. So, yeah, I think it's it's that culture, I think, that that really makes the Mariners a team that the players want to play for. Absolutely. And you, you talk about you know, opportunity as well. You know, you, you bank on saying that Garan maybe may have never got a, an opportunity at any other A-League club, but, you know, Nick Montgomery believed in him and, and the club built on giving young players an opportunity and Greg took it. And from there, he's just grown and grown and now he's going to be a part of, you know, the national team on, on the world's biggest stage. So it's fantastic to see. Danny's another one. Again, when he first started, he had John Crawley in front of him, but John Crawley unfortunately got injured. Um, and then Danny got given an opportunity through Laurie McKenna and, Again, same thing. He's gone on to bigger and better things. He's come back um, in the final couple of years of his of his career, and um, you know he's warranted selection as well. So the club's built on giving players a, an opportunity and building that culture where you know you, you can you can trust a young player to go out there and deliver. And those young players have shined, and, and Green's a classic example of that. Adam, overall, what did you make of the World Cup squad? Yeah, look, there's some interesting selections, but I think, you know, if you look at the squad on paper, I think Graham Arnold has is, is, is chosen a lot of players that he believes are going to, you know, really roll up their sleeves and work hard for the for the jersey. Um, you, you think about our opposition, I think, let's be honest, I don't think we're going to touch the ball that much. What we need is, you know, a bit of hunger, a bit of fight, and I think he's selected players off the back of that. I think players are going to really buy into his defensive structure and really roll up their sleeves. And if the moment comes where we do have a bit of possession and there's a chance, we've got someone like Jason Cummings or a Jamie McLaren that can put the ball in the back of the net. So I think the squad's based on, you know, desire, hunger and fight. Um, and, and it's sprinkled with a little bit of, you know, technical quality as well. So can't wait to see how it all unfolds. Look, I think the big omission is no Tommy Rogic. What are your thoughts there? Mm. Look, uh, you know, you could dig as much as you want, Steve. It could, it, it could be, you know, an issue from a personal sense, but he hasn't played for a while. Tommy's the type of player. I won't say he's a luxury player, but you know, he he he, he does things in games that um, there's a there's a high high rate of you know possession loss. And I guess Graham Arnold's looked at that, and you can't you can't have that up against, say, for instance, a France or a Denmark. You need players that. You, you want to have, you know, players that uh, express themselves, and, and Tommy does that, but there's a high rate of possession loss, and I, I felt like, yeah, Tommy wouldn't be one of those players that you're going to bank on keeping the ball against the France all that much. Even though he tries things and he's a jack out of the box, he just gives away the ball too much, and as harsh as that sounds, I think that's, you know, warranted his, you know, him not getting selected for this World Cup. By the way, uh, Channel 10 have put together this program, Access All Areas. Runs about 20 yep. minutes, and they've done numerous clubs. We've spoken about the Brisbane Roar, and that was unbelievable what happened <laughs> in their change room. But yeah. they've done it for the they've done it for the Mariners, and a lot of people were talking to me about it yesterday. And pretty much the focus is on Garang Qual, and I just thought it was absolutely outstanding and really interesting to the emotions that Nick Montgomery goes through during a game because they really focused on the game against Western United. So the champions yep. came to town. They led 2-0. They get a red card with Nikolai Topol or Stanley. But the Mariners also have goals disallowed. And at half time, like, 
Oh, the inside is magnificent. If you get the chance, go and take a look. It's called Access All Areas. This one, I think, is called Sky's the Limit. And it, it's all about Garang Qual. Quaz, have you seen it? Yeah, mate, fantastic. Oh, the, the access that, that the cameras have to get in and, and obviously um, the microphones, you know, with, with Monty and, and Garang himself, just a fantastic insight for, for fans that, you know, let's be honest, wouldn't get even close to a change room or a sideline, um, you know, nine times out of ten. So, uh, you know, fantastic. The one this week uh, with the Jets, you know, they got absolutely hammered against, um, you know, um, Melbourne victory, I think it was, and then... You know, the, the response from Arthur Pappas, the response from the fans, um, it's just a fantastic insight to, to being a pro and being a coach as well. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully we see a lot, a lot more of it in the near future. Quaz, can we talk, we mentioned about Western United, the comeback from 2-0 down and four amazing goals. And then what about last week against Western Sydney? So 3-0 win. Mariners now chasing three in a row, but... Last week, a couple of the most beautifully constructed goals I've seen from the Mariners. Michael Roos with a brace in the 66th and 72nd minute. And Sammy Silvera, geez, another fantastic goal from him in the 81st. Absolutely, Steve. I think there's been some wonderful goals um, from the Mariners boys this season. But, you know, to match that, some of the performances have been exhilarating, I think. Last week, um, you know, people asking them the question, was it the fact that the Mariners were, were that good or was it the fact that, you know, Western Sydney were that bad? But, you know, for me, the Mariners were absolutely on fire last week against the Western Sydney Wanderers. And at half time, I was, I was a little bit worried because they did everything but score. Um, and by the, then in the second half, they really, really turned the screw and, and they were, you know, warranted three well taken goals. Obviously, a couple subs off the bench making an impact as well. But, the overall performance of the team the last few weeks has been fantastic. And it's a shame that we're going to go into a World Cup break because there's that momentum, especially if they win tomorrow, three in the spin against MacArthur. Um, you know, it could sort of stutter that momentum. But that being said, Nick Montgomery knows how to get the best out of his players. Um, and hopefully he can do that tomorrow afternoon and then have a little bit of a break, uh, you know, but hit the ground running again after the World Cup. So, Adam, seven goals in the last game and a half for the Mariners. What's, what's been the the difference in the side in, in the forward third to actually get the ball in the back of the net? Yeah, I think there's a lot of belief, even though you've got a lot, a lot of young players up there. I think there's you know, a fair bit of belief that they can you know hit the back of the net at, at any given time. Um, I, I, I like the way Monty set, set his team up. He's sort of playing with you know a lot of packing players, um, you know, with two two number 10s and two number 9s. Essentially, that's, that's four players in the box when the ball's you know, coming for, from, uh, you know, Jacob Farrell in a wide area. I think, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's very attacking minded. Does it leave us, you know, a little bit vulnerable defensively? Yeah, you saw that against Western United. You have all the possession in the front third and then they just sort of catch you on the break. But, um, I, I just love the way he set the players up. And I mentioned belief, you know, Jason Cummings, red hot form. Um, I like Tulio, Marco Tulio. I think he's got a lot of flair and he's not going to be far away from banging in a few goals either. So a lot of confidence and belief from those young boys. But the structure in which they're playing in that front third is a, a real joy to watch. Yeah, I'll tell you who else I like. And uh, he's one of 10 children. I caught up with him yesterday. So he's in the back four. He's 19 years old, captain of the Young Socceroos. We could have somebody else rolling off the assembly line and that's Nectar Triantis. What a great story he is. He wouldn't have got to go anywhere else. He was at the Wanderers and they never gave him a chance. Hey, do you recognise, Quaz, do you recognise this voice? 
How are you, Quaz? Did you pull up all right yesterday, and did you think I was the best player on the field? <laughs> Mick, mate, you were right up there, mate. <laughs> i tell you what, the board didn't really... You had to be pinpoint to you because you can't move that well, but you were fantastic when you had the ball at your feet, mate. It was a joy to play with you. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it coming from a bloke like you. Yes, yeah. um, I have to agree with uh, Steve. Uh, Triantis was great, and um, it, there's a couple of new blokes that have come along and have really stepped up, haven't they? I think Nick Nick shows the faith in them, and, and they normally deliver, don't they, Quaz? Absolutely. You know, you mentioned Triantis. I think you know, arguably being you know the best player in the park the last couple of weeks. When I first saw him play, I sort of. I was not worried in possession. He's, he's so comfortable, so great. I was just worried, you know, a little bit without the ball, but he's really stood up. He's really taken his game to another level, both with and without the ball. And as I mentioned, the last two games, I've, I think he's been the mainstay for, for the team at the back there. And, um, you know, he's going to hold his spot. Um, someone like Dan Hall just can't can't get a sniff at the moment. And it's due to Triantis playing so well. And obviously Danny Vukovic would be helping him along the way, sort of marshalling him along that back line. It's it's just real positive signs for the Mariners, and I'm, you know, people keep asking where, where do you think they're going to end up this season? I tip them to come forth, but the way they're playing um, early on this season, who, who's who's to say that they can't win the league or you know even make a, a grand final? Yeah, Quaz, we need to leave it there. We're getting the wind up from our producer, but uh, great return to the show, outstanding, and you put Thanks. some real pressure on Brad Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Just you know, you got my number, Steve. Don't be ashamed to dial it uh, occasionally, mate. I'm I'm always here on the coast for you. Yeah, and Quaz is calling the derby tonight, the Sydney derby, which should be a cracker. 